Atomic Joints Activated. Good Monday morning, Goblin Stompers. Hope you had a good weekend. Beautiful days here in uh, Jenkintown in the Philadelphia area. We had a really nice weekend. Very hot yesterday, but nonetheless, it was nice. Spent some time with friends, spent some time with family, spent some time with the new puppy. <clears throat> we went to training school yesterday, first day. He's doing very well. In case you were wondering about Augie's school status, he's doing very well. And uh, I think that, or I hope that this will be successful in getting him a little more focused. You know, he's only 14 weeks old. Nothing at 14 weeks is all that focused, but I think that he's got a shot. He seems pretty bright. Uh, really, there's no, I have no gaming news. You know, it was a, uh, it was a no game weekend this Sunday. Castles and Crusades game was canceled due to uh, half of the players being unable to attend. This is something, especially when we're not scheduled to meet face-to-face, but to do it on Fantasy Grounds. This is something that you have to contend with. We've been dealing with it for many, many years. None of us gets upset. It's one of the reasons we continue to manage a lot of, a lot of our role play through email. Uh, and, and then when we get together, we've sort of built up. A, you know, you, you can do that until, of course, you get to a point where email is no longer feasible, say, with combat. Or, look, I know there's ways to manage that, too. But who wants to? We really want to play in that virtual tabletop environment. So, uh, But a lot of the role-playing we can absolutely get done via email, and we do. And so we have probably a few good few days left of doing that. And then hopefully next Sunday, we're back on track. Uh, summer is a little harder as people are sort of out and about and with their families. And, but, you know, we've picked a time Sunday night at 7.30 when most folks are sort of settling in. So it's a good gaming window. There's no upcoming games this... I don't think there's one this Wednesday. I think we just played last Wednesday. But there should be, I believe we are scheduled for an AD&D session uh, live and in person on Sunday day before Memorial Day. Uh, we were all we were all fine with that day. Strangely enough, nobody had plans to go away, and I think we're all just going to be with our family and friends on Memorial Day, and, and nobody seemed to have a, a definitive Sunday plan. And maybe I'll get lucky. It'll just be a rain day. You know, That'll be, like, it'll be beautiful Saturday, go to the pool, crappy Sunday, play some games, beautiful Monday. But I, I don't see it working out that way. It never does. Uh, I don't know. There's not really any pawn shop news. I'm going to sort of skip over that. I guess I could do another segment of things that aggravate me, but I'll maybe save that for next time. Because I, I wanted to talk today about something that I've been working on for a while. And that while it's not, nor will it ever, I think, be 100% completed, I have sort of completed a phase of it. And it, it has to do with my photography. And this may be something that you've checked out before in my social media or you have not. And certainly there you could be a person who doesn't care and this could be where you turn off the podcast but uh, photography is an important part of my life of my creative life of my family life uh, I mean I try to document what I can for my family but that has really turned or blossomed into a real love of capturing light and image and um, 
primarily street photography. You know, I, I really like street and documentary photography. I feel like the grittiness of the street and reality are more real reality capturing, you know, actual unscripted moments are what is interesting. Mm. In the car, drinking coffee. And so uh, I had been taking a lot of photographs. I've been making tons and tons of photographs on the street. And, and I, of course, I've dabbled in, you know, nature and wildlife and not heavily, but a little. And I enjoy all types of photography, really. But I had lacked for a while any real focus. And much like with gaming and how after a while I really once again felt the need to not only be creative as a DM and put a module or two together, but to actually, you know, put something, make something and put it out in the world for other people to see and, and enjoy, to, to share with them. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, I, I wrote Adventure Most Foul, and then I created, and, and I didn't publish that, I just wrote it for somebody else. And then I published my own module, Baker's Denizen. I think both of you can get on RPG now. Baker's Denizen is definitely free. I don't know what the story with uh, Adventure Most Foul is. Certainly you could hit me up. I'm happy to get you a copy. You know, you don't want to spend whatever. I Honestly, I don't even know. I haven't looked at it, so I don't know. And I'm not in control of it, so... Uh, but I was proud of that work. I enjoyed that work, and it really invigorated me, reinvigorated me, like re- revitalized me and got me really excited, you know, in a way about gaming again that I hadn't been for a while. And, and so with photography, I'd gotten to a point where I was feeling a little stale, and I needed a focus. I needed a project. And where I was living at the time in Philadelphia, I noticed we – I've always known that we – that in the Northeast – it's sort of hard to explain – the Northeast Philadelphia has always had... Sorry, I'm in the car. Going to be some noise from guys who don't know how to build a car or want their car to make that stupid noise. Uh, so Northeast Philadelphia has definitely changed over the years. It's always been a place where, for, uh, for the most part, there's been sort of a, a Jewish pocket. There's been an Italian pocket. There's been an Irish pocket. And th- those have existed for a long time. Oh, the road is all torn up here. I'm going to pause for a second. Hang tight. And so the neighborhood has has obviously changed. Or, well, not obviously, but I'm telling you, it's changed over the years. The population has shifted. And now I would say that while small pockets of those uh, original settlers, I don't know, <laughs> still exist, the area has really become home to two very uh, new and interesting groups of people. Brazilians, uh, which is great. I mean, how many Brazilian steakhouses do you need in five blocks? I don't know. Eight? It's great. And they're just one competing with another. And uh, one just one-upping another. And it's really, that's great. The other group, which has been settling for a long time, longer than the Brazilians even, but very quietly and somewhat under the radar, are Chinese immigrants, and and these are first generation, like you know, fresh off the boat folks, and it's gr- it's phenomenal. First of all, there is sort of a a burgeoning Chinatown, like a little Chinatown pocket that has grown in the northeast of Philadelphia, uh, and it's first of all, it's great to not have to go downtown and deal with all of that mess to enjoy 
authentic Chinese food or good Chinese food, dim sum, a Peking duck, like all the things that I've been traveling downtown to for years, I can take now a 15 minute, well, from now up where I live, uh, probably 20, 25 minute ride, not even, and, and, and get what I want. And there are businesses that have grown up specifically to, um, to service that group of people. You know, there are insurance agencies and car dealerships and, uh, and real estate offices and you name it. And a few years ago, as I was driving through the neighborhood and, you know, you do so kind of obliviously, I was living very close to, you know, where that uh, Chinese population is like three minutes away. And, and you just drive through absentmindedly. I'm going to pick up Chinese food again. I'm going um, to go to the Asian market again, go, whatever I need. I'm out of hoisin, you know, that's a thing. And, <laughs> and I suddenly noticed that there were all of these amazing green spaces and they weren't, they weren't gardens. You know, I want to start by sort of mentioning that it, it, it sounds like I'm talking about a garden, but I'm not because they were they were far more has the word intense or uh, was this the word specific I, I don't know there was there was um, tilled rows of soil you know there were lattices built for overhang growth there there was a lot of attention to detail about watering patterns and, and 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 some were far more spectacular than others some had obviously made use of purchased items while others had been constructed primarily of uh of found items or of salvaged items and it was it was absolutely it was stunning and there was there was fruits and, well, vegetables at the very least hanging everywhere I looked. There was a bounty. And many of these items I did not understand or recognize. I didn't know what they were. So I was struck by inspiration, um, brought on by a number of sources. I will say that uh, Jeff Sidoris and, and, and Bill Wadman, who had a podcast, and, and, and Antonio, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of photography podcasts that I listen to are people who are really not talking about making uh, pictures technically, but who are talking about sort of the art of photography and the lifestyle of photography and, and what photography means to them. And, and, and those are people that I really was inspired by. And they were people who talked a lot about projects. And so I thought, you know, the next, the very next beginning of growth season, the prep season February March I'm going to document visually everything uh, for months until you know till July or August through a growing season from the time there's nothing in the ground until the time that I I see things bearing fruit or vegetable whatever and it presented a number of challenges first of all I had never shot anything like this before so uh, I I chose the Fuji gear to do it on. It was light and easy to take with me. Um, a lot of my t 
time was uh, sort of pre-evening time, so I would go to work, stop off in the area, walk a few blocks, sometimes more than a few blocks, make some photographs of interesting things. Sometimes I would meet people. Uh, people were very curious about what I was doing. I think there were, a lot of them were very suspicious of what I was doing. And simply based on what I know about the environment that they probably came from, you know, from mainland China, uh, I, I understand 100%. I tried to be positive and communicate positively with all of them. Some were very friendly and some were still not so friendly once they found out what I was trying to do. And some I could not, I just could not break the language barrier. I could not explain, I'm working on a photography project. It's documentary photography. Um, I don't plan on necessarily making money from the, uh, from, the, um, from the project. It's a personal project. I'm doing it for my own uh, emotional and artistic well-being. You know, how do you present that to people? who don't speak your language. Uh, it, was, it was difficult, but I, I did it. You know, I, I set a goal to sort of complete it, and I was sitting on thousands of photographs, and so it took me months and months and months. And, of course, I had lots going on. You listen to the podcast. You know, I was ill, and then I was moving, and there's a lot going on. And so uh, the last two months, as things settled down, I began to dig deeply into the library that I would created, the, cat, the catalog of, of photographs, that I had created. And uh, yesterday, I published a short video of a series, a brief series of images that I like. They maybe are not necessarily my favorite, my all, all of them all my favorite images, but they sort of give an idea of the process that I went through and the, the path that I traveled. And the spaces, which really, this is the most important thing. You know, when it, I, I feel like with documentary photography, and maybe even with, with gaming, with developing gaming material, while it's very fulfilling for me while I'm doing it, while I'm creating, and while I'm building and, and um, editing, ultimately, it's... Uh, when it's done, it's sort of done. It's never really all the way done, but it's it's over, and you have to in your head like make a decision to move on to the next thing. But it's now out there, and I wanted. I thought to myself, well, how can I put this out there? I could I could publish a book. Um, I could self publish something that if people wanted it, they could buy it. I don't know. I I think I still may do something like that. Um, I put some time and thought and actual work into that. But it's new ground for me. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I'm taking my time. But I did want to share some of the work that had been done. And so I took some of the images and I created a short video, about two minutes. And uh, if you want to see that, I will link to it in the podcast description. So hopefully you can do that um, if, if it's something you're interested in. I, so that went out yesterday. So I spent some of my time this weekend working on was just getting that tweaked in LumaFusion and, and getting it um, the way I wanted it timed correctly. You know, I didn't want it to be too long. I wanted it to be something that anybody could spend just a couple of minutes looking at and, and either find it interesting or not. And now it's out there in the wild and um, using, you know, some of my social media like this podcast and, and my Instagram and, uh, and Facebook to to get it out there and, you know, to make sure that people have an opportunity to see it if, if indeed they want to. 
I, I feel pretty good about the work. You know, I think that ultimately that it's really, this is a little selfish maybe to say, but it's more about me than it is maybe about the subject or about the people who ultimately may or may, or, or who ultimately may see it, you know, or feel a particular way about it. Um, I felt great working on it. I learned a lot uh, working on it. And, and keep in mind, I wasn't asking people for help. I wasn't reaching out for information. I was really just... You know, like many things that we do in life, you're just sort of, all right, I have an interest. I'm going to maybe watch some YouTube videos, and now I'm just going to go out and do it because it's in the doing that we learn. You know, nobody ever learned to play to do play a role-playing game from a book. I don't care how much fantasy fiction you've read. I don't care how many episodes of critical nonsense you've watched. Um, you have to play. If you don't play, you are not going to know how to play. And you, you know, I, I see this argument all the time. Well, you could be a fan of role playing, you, you, and never play, I guess. But why would you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to play? I mean, I, I understand. I'm a little nervous about acting a certain way in front of a group of people. Whatever. Okay, fine. But but you can't have that emotional connection to the game that an actual player will have. And I could not have a connection to that work that I just you know, have been working on the project they've been working on without going out and, and making the photographs. The people that I made photographs, there's very few images with people in, there's a few, you know, a lot of it was um, images that I caught of just the space, but, but I did include, especially in the video, images of, um, of individuals. And I have to say, again, overwhelmingly, um, I was met with smiles, I think, you know, a little concern at first and ultimately smiles, and that was about me smiling first. Um... It's it's great. I feel sort of like, not that I've fully completed the project. Again, I think there's other aspects to these images, whether it's in print, uh, ultimately, either for myself or to make available for other people that, that I'd like to put something together. But um, I have sort of reached a milestone, and I wanted to share that with you guys today. So feel free, click on the, on the link in the description. Uh, if you have any questions, you can just send me a voice message. I'd love to hear some feedback. That'd be great. I mean, I'm not depending on feedback. I'm not fishing for feedback. But I am, of course, interested, as always, in feedback. I could just be talking and you could be hearing and that could be the end of it. All right. Well, I hope you have a great week. I, uh, there may be another podcast this week. I don't know. I guess it depends on what craziness happens at the pawn shop. If there's something worth discussing, there won't really be any gaming, so I'm, I won't have any gaming updates until next week. But I wish you a week of great gaming and uh, great gaming content and great artistic content. And you know, I hope that you have some time to yourself where you can make or create something. It's very important. I feel like we have it as children. We lose it a great deal as adults. And uh, it's, it's important not to lose it. As always, be safe, be well, game on.